Welcome to episode seven of the Dear Fat, You Don't Own Me podcast. It's Tony Dean again, and at the end of this podcast, which is called Convenience is Killing You, and it is, our lives have gotten so easy compared to what they used to be that we lose perspective on what's actually hard anymore, and it limits our ability to actually solve problems and accomplish things. And so hopefully I'm going to help give you some perspective on that. But at the end of this, there's about a 13-minute interview uh, with a guy on my program named Marshall that lost 48 pounds. And as of recording his interview, he says he'd been, he'd been maintaining for six months, but it was actually nine months. And you're going to hear him talking about my program, which is called FAST. Don't confuse that with a program that actually requires you to fast that was made in the UK. There's a company that named the same name as ours. If you want to find out about what we're doing, you'll go to maintainforlife.com. It has nothing to do with fasting. As you listen to him, his interview, you're going to hear him saying things like, I was so skeptical when I started. I was actually forced to go to your meeting to learn the program. And when I got done, I was, I was motivated, but I was even more skeptical because I just thought it can't be that easy. It can't be that simple. And the fact that it was inexpensive and the fact that we weren't trying to sell him a bunch of things. A lot of people feel that way when they start my program. But then you'll see as he goes through it, it's very inspiring. And he talks about how amazing it is, you know, to walk into any store and have your clothes fit and, and just work through the issues and, and, and the actual work that it takes to get to goal. It's a very, very inspiring interview. So I hope you enjoy it. It's about the last 13 minutes of this. One more thing, you'll hear him talking about that interview happening during Christmas and some of those obstacles. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas or Valentine's Day or New Year's or it's St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up as we're recording this. They're all hard. But if you learn how to do one holiday, you learn how to do the next one, you actually know how to do these things for the rest of your life. I was trying to think of a name for this before I started recording it, and the best one that I could come up with is Convenience is Killing You, because I'm telling you, it is absolutely destroying people. Our lives, are, our bodies, our minds, they're not meant to do easy things. We are complex animals that are capable and need to do hard things. Unfortunately, we all think our lives are really, really difficult. And believe me, you're going to feel different about that at the end. When you actually take on real challenges, your mind gets stronger, your body gets stronger, your ability to overcome very difficult obstacles builds confidence. But probably the best thing that happens of all, when you stop looking for life to be easy and embrace what's hard about life and get good at doing the hard things, you influence the kids around you. I'm 48 as of recording this, and you know as well as I do. If you are, have kids that are younger, or you have nieces or nephews or relatives, these kids are not as, as fit as other generations have been to take on some of these hard tasks. The internet and social media and just the convenience of life have made this much harder. When you get good at doing it, they get better at doing it. But specifically, when it comes to weight loss, because business people understand that the world is looking for the the trick to this, the easiest way to get this done, you're going to find that because that's what every advertisement is going to tell you they have. As soon as you stop looking for what's easy and look for what's hard, like it's just amazing what you can accomplish. But before we go any further than this, I know what you're thinking probably right now. You're thinking, Tony, but my life is hard. 
I mean, I, I have a lot of stuff going on. I have a lot of responsibilities, and I have a family, and we have bills, and my mom's sick. I get it. Everybody feels that way. But let's be honest for a minute. Let's take a look at the typical American life. You wake up in the morning, right? You get up, the alarm goes off, and you think, man, whew, my life is hard. So you wake up and you kind of roll off your feather comforter and kind of sit up on the edge of the bed and stretch and you think, man, my life is tough. And you kind of sit there trying to get the courage to wake up as you're sitting in your house that is at a perfectly controlled 72 degrees because you can't have it one degree too much or one degree too little. It has to be just perfect. So then you wake up in your perfectly controlled, heated home or apartment. You stand up and stretch in your clothes that you just went and bought. You didn't make them. You have a whole closet and a dresser full of them. And you wake up and you think, man, my life is tough. So then you stand up and you walk across your soft carpeted floors. You put your soft slippers on because you don't want to bump your little toesies. And as you're walking across the room to take a shower, you think, my God goodness, my life is hard. It is so hard. So then you walk into the restroom and you turn on the hot water, which just magically appears from the shower head. You don't have to heat anything or go anywhere. It's just been sitting there waiting for you to turn it on all night. You turn on the hot water in the shower and you go, my goodness, my life is so hard. And so then you jump in the shower and you take a nice shower and it's nice and warm, but you you know, you don't want to stay in there too long, so you only stay in there for about 25 minutes. And then after you get done with your shower, you get out of the shower and you're just thinking, geez, my life is tough. So you get out of the shower and you grab a thousand count Egyptian uh, cotton towels that are so super soft. And, you know, you rub them across your skin to get dry as you're thinking, man, this is so hard. So then you walk back into your room and go into your closet, which is filled with clothes, and you find something you want to wear. You've got 50 or 100 different choices, and you find exactly what you're looking for. And then after you find what you're looking for, you put it on, and you walk downstairs, and you're thinking, my goodness, I cannot believe how hard my life is. So then you go down, and you open your refrigerator, and in the fridge, there is all this food that uh, it's just been sitting there chilled all night. Some of it's frozen if you want some frozen food. And you got a whole pantry full of food. And you sit there for about five or ten minutes thinking, what are you going to eat? What are you in the mood for? And the whole time you're thinking, oh, jeez. I, I just cannot believe how hard my life is. So finally, you get done with all of your morning prep. You put your shoes on. You decide to go into the garage because you got to go to work. And the garage door is really heavy. So you can't lift that up. That would be crazy. So you press a little button. The button lifts the garage door up for you. And you're thinking, man, my life is hard. So then you get in your car and you press a button to start it because a key would be really hard to turn. And then the car starts. And of course, it remembers what temperature that you want it at all the time. And the whole time you're thinking, oh my gosh, it is so hard as you go from your house that's at 72 degrees to your garage where it opens the door for you to your car that is now a perfect 72 degrees. And then you don't have to hitch up horses or anything. You get in your car and drive to work. And as you're driving to work in totally sheltered from the environment, you're thinking, geez, this is so hard. You finally get to work 
and then you get out of your car after you park it, you go into the office, which they have the building at 72 degrees, and they have refrigerators filled with food, and everybody's bringing you food nonstop, and you're in a safe environment with all the free water you could drink and food everywhere, and you're there for about eight hours, and the whole time you're thinking, my goodness, my life is hard. Finally, at the end of the day, you turn around, drive home, go through the whole thing again, talking about how difficult your life is. You get home, it's time to make some dinner, and you don't have to go hunt for it. You don't have to go find it. It's just sitting there in the fridge. But if it's not in the fridge, you still don't have to hunt for it. You just drive over to the store, and they've got 100,000 items just sitting there. You can just swipe your card, walk out, and have all the food you need. And the whole time until you go to bed that night, you're saying, geez, my life is tough. Think about that. Look at all the conveniences that we have in our life, and yet we are also stressed to the max, and we think life is so tough. It's no wonder that we're so terrible at losing weight. It's no wonder that we're so terrible at following through with the goals that we make, whether it's weight loss or learning the guitar or learning a language. Like, we don't do things that are hard anymore. But it's not just your fault. Remember, you're trying to lose some weight, and so you think, well, I need to go listen to the experts because the experts are going to tell me how to get this done. And so you go to the Jenny Craig website, and you look at their website, and here's what it says on the page. At Jenny Craig, you have no counting, no cooking, and no meal prep. And you think, oh, that's all I need to do. That's what I need because if I didn't have to count, and I didn't have to cook, and I didn't have to prepare the, the food, that would help me lose weight. Now think about that. How in the world is it going to help you get more control, learn what you're eating, learn to be a problem solver, learn to take control of your situation by doing nothing? I mean, what they're implying is, is that you sit down and look and the food's in front of you and then you eat it and that's the answer to you losing your weight. Then it says, what and when to eat is all planned out to take the guesswork out of weight loss. So. You don't have to choose what, you don't have to choose when, it's all done. You just sit down, do nothing, and they put it in front of you, and then that's it. Now, of course, they take piles of your money, and we look at that because we're looking for easy, and we think, that's totally what I need. But think a little bit further. First of all, do you want to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of extra dollars a month that you maybe can't afford? Probably not. And the second thing is, eventually, you're going to get to your goal weight. And when you get to your goal weight, you've done it doing none of that work. Is that what the next 20 years of your life is going to look like? I hope not. I hope the 20, next 20 years of your life are going to be you learning to actually control on your own. Not having somebody put what you need in front of you and you making none of your decisions. You making none of your own decisions is not going to help you make your own decisions later. And then we wonder, after we've spent thousands of dollars on Jenny Craig, why we can't maintain our weight. Go to the Weight Watchers website. You talk about making it easier. We talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. On their site, it says, with over 200 zero-point foods, you'll never have to portion or track. Everything is on the menu. I mean, they just tell you whatever you want to hear. Don't have to portion, don't have to track. But I'll tell you what, if I was to call Weight Watchers, or if we were in a courtroom, for example, and they were being sued, and they said, well, 
you're telling people that they don't have to watch their portions and they don't have to track everything? Is that correct? And they're going to say, well, no, that's not exactly what we're saying. What we're saying is, is they need to kind of watch what they eat and kind of keep track of it. I mean, that's what they're going to say because that's the truth. But they know you're looking for easy. They know, all these people know that you're just sitting there waiting for somebody to tell you exactly what you want to hear so you'll swipe a credit card. Profile Diet says when you're done with diets, choose Profile. You know why they say that? Because people know that dieting properly is difficult. I mean, in their soul, they know it's not easy. And so Profile takes advantage of that. They are clearly a diet. Look up the definition of diet and you will see that when you are changing or paying attention to what you're eating with the intention of improving your health, that's a diet. That's what they're trying to do, as at least what they're advertising. But they know that people don't like that word diet. And so they said, you know what? Even though we are a diet, we're going to tell you that we're not. You know what we are. And then they throw out this phrase that totally confuses people. We're not a diet. We're a lifestyle change. One of the most recent companies that made, I don't know how many billions of dollars they made, making their product sound like it was easy was the Fitbit. Look at Fitbit stock. It used to be 50 bucks, and as of recording this, it's closer to five. So you've lost, what is that, 95% of your money if you invested when it was 50 bucks. Look at their website, and it said, Fitbit motivates you to reach your health and fitness goals by tracking your activity, exercise, sleep, and weight. Now you tell me, everybody in the world has a Fitbit on their wrist. Sure, it's fun to look at it, see the flashing lights, but when you find out that you're in a fight with your husband, does the Fitbit go, yeah, I understand you're stressed, but you need to go exercise? No, it doesn't do that. The whole world bought one of these Fitbits, and the reason that the stock has tanked is because it's the next stupid gadget. Anybody that's my age knows that the stupid gadget before this that everybody had was the pedometer. Everybody in the world was focused on doing their 10,000 steps with the pedometer, and that was the answer to the whole thing. All you got to do is 10,000 steps. Don't worry about the food. Don't worry about anything. Just go do your 10,000 steps. It's easy and you're good. The Fitbit focused their attention on that exact same group and made billions of dollars and nothing changed. It's not easy. If you're going to lose weight, you're going to learn how to do this long term. You're going to have to accept that it's hard. There's not a trick to it. There's not a gadget or a magic food. And the advertisements that you're hearing are from people wanting to sell you stuff. And I'm here to tell you, it's not easy. Your life might not be as hard as you think, even if it's really hard. I'll tell you who had it hard. The Romans. The Romans had it hard. Let me tell you something the Romans would get excited about. You know, on a day where somebody wasn't coming into their village and taking their children to send them off to war, on a good day, they were sitting around starving and trying to figure out how they were going to survive and hope that somebody didn't come by with a sword and cut them into two pieces. The Romans would be sitting there one day and, you know, digging in dirt and working their freaking butts off. And then somebody comes up with an aqueduct and they have water every day flowing into the city, clean and safe from the mountains coming through the aqueducts. I mean, they would have just had to, can you imagine all the hard work and then one day they're just sitting around and talking like it's the biggest thing on earth? Can you believe that? All we gotta do is work you know, 20 hours a day, but when we're done, we have fresh water. I mean, they had it hard. They were getting excited about having water every day. We have Amazon. 
We can print food now. There's a company right now that has found a way to scientifically break down the properties of meat and they can print a steak that tastes and looks and smells like steak because it is steak. We have Amazon that no matter what we need, we just go to Amazon and say, hey, I need this. And it's at your house in a day or two days. Think about your life. Is it really that hard? Yeah, I know people are sick. I know people are stressed. I know you have to lo work long hours, but look at your life. There's a lot of good things going on. But as nice as all this convenience is, it is terrible for our health. It causes us to look at difficult situations and not be able to solve them. You know, I was searching, as I was uh, about to record this, I was looking for a specific example of something that was ridiculous, like a problem that somebody wouldn't be uh, able to solve easily. And I came across an article that uh, said, the 12 crazy reasons that people get divorced. And one of the crazy reasons that people get divorced now is that they find out that their spouse voted for a candidate that they don't like. Now think about that. Those are the kind of problems that we break up families over. That's how easy your life is. Somebody has an opinion about a, a person that they will never meet in their lifetime. And because they have an opinion, one person says, we can no longer be together even though we're in love about everything else. On a side note, when I was looking at that article, the 12 crazy reasons people get divorced, in 2007, there was a Russian man who ran out of money playing poker, and so he bet his wife and lost. Now, this has nothing to do with this podcast or the diet, but when, it said when his wife found out, she left him and divorced him and actually married the guy who won her. Now, that is sickening to think about and funny as long as she's happy. But you know why it was so easy for me to find that information? Because of the internet. And because we don't have to look at books anymore for information. We can find out how to do anything on YouTube because our lives are so much easier than they've ever been. A few years ago, this girl called me. This was probably seven years ago, actually. And she said, hey, I heard about your program. I heard you guys were best in your area. I said, yeah, because they have this award, this Best of Omaha Award every year, and we win it every year. We, we won it again this year. And she said, tell me about the plan. It looks great. I kind of looked online. And so I told her about our plan and the accountability and everything that was going on. And when I finished, there was a big pause. Now, whenever anybody calls to hear about our plan, once they hear about it, they're like, yep, I'm in. That's what I need. But there was a pause. And I said, is everything okay? And she said, well, no, because I, I'm really not looking for like, you know, to exercise and, you know, to have to, you know, do all that work. I was really just looking for a pill. Like, do you have a pill that you sell that I could just take and then, you know, maybe a couple months from now I'd be thin? And I mean, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, have you been paying attention? Are you looking around? How many years have people been selling pills and they don't work? If you wanna lose weight, dieting is not easy. It's not supposed to be. If you wanna lose weight and learn to maintain it for a long time, Exercise is not necessarily going to be the fun part of your day. The purpose of exercise is to challenge yourself. When I get done recording this, I'm going to go out and I'm, I'm doing the uh, elliptical today, and I'm going to work that thing hard. And when I get done, like my shirt is going to be drenched and I'm going to have sweat pouring down my face. 
Because exercise isn't supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to challenge your body. Every once in a while, somebody will come. Usually this happens with older women. They'll come in and say, Tony, can I do water aerobics for exercise? And water aerobics, there's a time and place for it. There's a way that I, I actually prefer people exercising in the water besides water aerobics, but there's a way to do it if you really want to. But I usually I discourage it. And the reason is, is I ask him, I say, hey, just out of curiosity, why do you go to water aerobics? You, oh, they say, it's a great workout. I work out so hard. Teacher really pushes us. And I say, well, if that's true, how much weight have you lost in the last 20 years? And they always say none. And the reason is because water aerobics, like a lot of these group classes, is a social group. Specifically, that group is 20 women that have been going to that same class for 20 years. They're all best friends and nobody's ever lost a pound because they're looking for what's easy instead of what will get them to where they want to go. But what about cheat days? You talk about easy. So many diets will tell you on our program, you can have a cheat day. You know why people tell you that cheat days make sense when you're dieting? Because they want to sell you something. But think about this. You're, the reason you're trying to lose weight is because you have a food addiction. That's what's going on. You're eating more food than you need. And it's affecting your health or your attitude or your well-being in a way that you don't want it to. How is a cheat day going to make that better? What other addiction do we ever control with cheating? Do we take a bunch of drug addicts and everybody's addicted to heroin and we say, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to get control of our heroin addiction. We're not going to do heroin six days a week, but we will do heroin on the seventh day. We'll just have a cheat day. And by having that cheat day, that will help us not do heroin on the other days. Now, anybody listening right now is thinking that's crazy. But yet when it comes to food, when we give ourselves that cheat day, it doesn't make us cheat less later. There's a place and a time for cheat days, but it is for world-class athletes, people that are doing serious bodybuilding, that are working out for three, four hours a day. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a cheat day every week. He talks about it in some of his interviews. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the way he is with his nutrition and because he works out as hard as he does, he needs a cheat day a week. But the average person that's doing 30 to 90 minutes of exercise and eating enough calories to cause them to lose one to two or two and a half pounds a week, you don't need cheat days. You need consistency. The only reason that people tell you that you need a cheat day when you're just trying to lose weight, you're not one of those people that's working out for four hours a day, is because it sounds easier. And they know if you hear easy, you'll buy stuff. There's a new easy that's driving me crazy, and it's this new app called Noom. If you haven't seen it yet, when you look at the advertisements, you see it on TV, you play around with it a little bit, you can sign up for this free two-week membership, gives you a couple little tips, and when you look at this thing, it will be everything you've been hoping for. It's got lots of pictures and cute little tips. It's exactly what we think we need. And to be quite honest with you, when I saw it, I was kind of excited. Because the thing is, I don't really care how this problem gets solved. I am committed to seeing like the world change. I'm committing to seeing a big enough shift in the world that the next generation of kids don't have to be fatter and more depressed and, and unhappy and living in an environment where everything they do is food, 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 food. And instead they're going out and living better. And so when I saw this and I started messing with it, I thought, this is fabulous. It's easy to use, it's colorful, it gives you some tips. And then I got a couple days into it. I started to challenge the app a little bit. 
See if it made sense. See if they were actually going to do the hard work of telling people the truth. And so I read the information they sent and reported what I was supposed to for the two weeks. And then on the third day, I reported 2,000 calories higher than what I was supposed to be eating because I wanted to see if they were going to do the hard work and tell me the truth. No response. Next day, I went over 2,500 calories. No response. Nobody says anything. Just keep sending me the same information that they send everybody about, oh, do 10,000 steps a day. The next day, I sent a message on the app to my coach. And I said, yep, haven't been below my uh, calorie maximum for several days. You know, is that, a, is that a real problem? Also, I'm not exercising at all. His response, yeah, no big deal. Don't worry about that. It'll come around. I'm like, are you kidding me? See, it's hard to tell the truth. It's hard to do the hard work to get what you want. If you're wondering if you should do this app, go to trustpilot.com. Look through the last hundred reviews. Every couple you'll see, this is a farce, huge letdown. Doesn't even deserve one star. I'm reading right from this right now. Waste of money, a sham. I heard from the coach once and was pretty sure it was a bot. I felt the same way, by the way. There was no support, no answers to my messages. All the same stuff that I had. Not even half of the people give this a top rating that do it. Another one says, don't waste your money, waste of time. I signed up with Noon, was going to give it two weeks, and I canceled. Had no support, no personalized plan as they advertised. My coach was non-existent. Another situation where companies doing the easy thing, by creating something that people want, even though they need real accountability and real help. And when life is crazy and they don't need, know how to deal with it, they need an actual answer, something that will solve it for real. Which brings us to the apps that people use to track their food. The primary one being MyFitnessPal. Now MyFitnessPal is a very useful app with a couple of exceptions. First of all, like the Fitbit, MyFitnessPal is not going to help you get through a tough day when you find out one of your relatives has died. MyFitnessPal is not going to cause you to stop eating when you're going to an event with family members or friends or you're going out drinking that night and you don't have any calories left to spend. But there's two other big problems with MyFitnessPal. The information in there is not all correct. So many times people in my program will be looking something up on the web and it'll pop up from MyFitnessPal and they'll say, hey Tony, is a cheeseburger really 205 calories? On the new map, it said a piece of cake was 235 calories. Unbelievable. A piece of cake could be 2,000 calories. And on MyFitnessPal, you'll see inconsistencies like that as well. Probably the biggest problem is this. Eventually, you're going to get to your goal weight. And when you reach your goal weight, you're going to want to stop tracking your food. If you've been using MyFitnessPal, you learn so little because you're pressing Apple and then it's totaling up the numbers. When you write down what you're eating with pen and paper while you're losing, just while you're losing, you don't have to do it forever. You actually learn what you're eating and the calories and the fiber that you're eating and the protein that you're eating. You learn that information by writing it and through repetition. And in both of those scenarios, when you get to your goal weight, if you've been tracking in MyFitnessPal or a similar app, the information is in your phone. If you've been tracking on, with paper and pen, which I know it sounds just like so old school, but if you just do it while you're losing, if you track with paper and pen, you learn it through repetition and when you get to maintain and no longer want to track, the information is in your head. See, it's hard to do it with paper and pen and it's not fun to do it with paper and pen. 
but it's like doing your own homework in school. If you do your own homework and take your own tests, you learn the information and you can pass the class. On the other hand, if you pay somebody to do your homework and pay somebody to do the tests, you still will pass the class. But when you get out of school, you don't know how to read. Using MyFitnessPal, in my opinion, is like paying somebody to do your homework in school. Once you get out of school, you don't know what you need to know. And guys, think about it. I have no vested interest or reason to attack MyFitnessPal. They're a tracking app. We encourage people to track their food. If I loved it and I saw people benefiting from it, I'd encourage it because it's free. And I think it's a terrible thing for dieters. I think it's hard to exercise in the morning for some people. But you know what is more difficult? It's more difficult to be depressed all the time. It's more difficult to have none of your clothes fit. And if morning is the only time you can exercise and that's a hard time to do it, that's when you're gonna learn the most to do it. People say, yeah, but I'm just not good in the morning. Yeah, everybody feels that way. Until they do the hard work and get up and face that challenge and do it for a couple weeks. Then all of a sudden you change. You become a morning person. And all day long you feel good because the exercise is done. You know, when your friends are eating and you don't have any calories, it's hard to be the only one not eating and say no thank you. But when you do it, you get better. That's how people get thin. They understand that there's gonna be times where they can't eat when others are and they make it okay. It's hard, but when you do it, your life is better. Now is the time for you to accept that this goal that you want to accomplish to lose your weight, it's going to be inconvenient, uncomfortable, it's not going to be fun, it's not going to be popular. Your friends and your family may sabotage you as we talked about in one of the other podcasts. It's going to be hard, but the thing is if you accept all of that and embrace it, you can accomplish great things. If you'll accept there's no food or magic app or magic trick, you will have so much success. Plus, you'll create a new confidence. You'll be rebuilding yourself into this better version of yourself that can accomplish more than you ever thought you could do. When you choose to be consistent instead of take cheat days, which is hard, I know, you become better. Your life becomes better. And the best part is this. Once you accept those things, once you accept that hard is not bad, that hard is good, then convenience stops killing you. You start to learn that things that are impossible or feel impossible are actually not even that difficult. Once you're willing to do the hard work when it's not popular to do it, you learn to solve problems. You learn to stop cheating. And you stop making excuses because you realize that that's not who you are anymore. Making excuses and cheating is not an option for you. There's a speech Theodore Roosevelt gave back in 1899 called The Strenuous Life. It's a beautiful speech by a strong man who grew up in a very, very difficult situation with all kinds of physical problems. And then one day he decided... He was going to live the strenuous life because all the accomplishments, all the goals, all the things that really mattered were on the other side of hard work. You could take advice from Leonardo da Vinci. In a quote, he said, It had long since come to my attention that people of accomplishment rarely sat back and let things happen to them. They went out and happened to things. And let me tell you something. 
If you want to change the world or change your family or change yourself, change your health, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to go out and happen to things. You're going to have to stand up for yourself when it's hard to do it and accept that on the other side of that hard task is everything that you want. So I encourage you, don't fall into the next trap. So many people right now are downloading these stupid apps. Uh, so many people are falling into the keto trap right now and not realizing that this is almost exactly what happened back in the 90s with Atkins, which was an absolute catastrophe. Don't spend your hard-earned money on programs that are always trying to sell you something. One of the things that I take pride on is that when somebody new comes to my program and they want to talk to somebody who's on the program, I say, ask them if they've ever received one email from me selling anything. It never happens because that's not the answer to this. The answer is to accept that there are no tricks. The answer is to pick a plan that really works without all the games and gadgets and gimmicks and shakes and pills and then be consistent when everybody else isn't willing to because it's so hard to be consistent. And I'm going to tell you why it's so important to do this. Because if you spend your life, like so many people do, searching for the diet that is easier, you'll never find it. But make no mistake, even though you won't find that diet, even though you won't find that magic pill or magic berry or magic shake or that way that you can prancercise yourself to fitness. If you're looking for easy, somebody will find you. Because right now, there is somebody sitting in their office that is working on some method, some plan, some perfect marketing scheme so they can say the exact words with the right colors in their advertisement so that you'll act so that you will swipe your credit card on their website so that they will reach their goals. And once again, you get nothing because they did the hard work and you would only accept the easy work. Thanks a lot for listening today. I hope you enjoy this next interview with Marshall. The guy works so hard like so many people do in my program. It's amazing what happens when you actually are willing to do the work to get what you want. And you stop looking for the easy way out. Work hard. Believe in yourself. And send me some feedback. By the way, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Because when you do, you'll get the new episodes as they come out. But also as it goes up in the rankings, other people will find out about it. And by subscribing and listening and telling people, you're actually helping people learn how to do this the right way. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the interview with Marshall. Hope you're having a great day. Marshall, welcome to this recording uh, about your success. Obviously, you've done a fantastic job. I'm so glad you took the time to do this. Before we actually get into some of the questions, anybody that's listening to this is going to want to know, what have you done? Let's hear your stats. How much have you lost? How long have you kept it off? That sort of thing. Well, you know, I believe I've lost 48 to 50 pounds. I've kept it off for a, a full six months. You are longer than that, actually. Yeah, I think I think I hit my goal last last May, last May actually. So or right before then. So yeah, it's doing good. So I've went from a size thirty eight down to a size thirty two waist in pants I wear. So that's pretty exciting. 
Those are big stats. Very cool. So, so tell me, when was the last time that you wore size 32 pants? You know, honestly, I probably skipped right through that in maybe middle school <laughs> or high school. <laughs> so I can't remember. <laughs> you really not remember a middle spot? No, no, I don't. I don't. I think I think in high school I was quickly went from a 34 to you know maybe a 36. I think I was maybe when I was married. 25 years ago, I think I might have been right around a 36 waist. So. so as an adult, you don't remember being in size 32 pants as an adult? No, no. I've never as an adult been in size 32 pants. Wow. And I never thought I would be there. My dad wears a size 30 or 32 pants, and he swims in them, and I thought I would never I, – I never thought I had his body type at all because he's always been thin. That's such a great statement. Whenever I talk to somebody that, you know, has had any sort of weight problem throughout their life, they always think they're genetically broken or they say, I'm big boned or like you're saying, I don't have that body type. And what you find out is when you get rid of the fat, all of that broken body type myth that was going on in your head, it was just fat. You realize now that, don't you? Yep, I do. I do. Absolutely. Everybody will say, yeah, my fat is stubborn. That's another thing that people say. I just have stubborn fat, and that's why I can't lose. Or I'm pear-shaped. That's my problem. And the truth is, once you get control of your food and exercise, your body just loses because it's a machine. And if you give it less calories than what it needs, you're going to lose weight. And that's the experience you've had, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely true. So who did you hear about fast? How did you hear about fast? First, you know, I heard about fast through my wife's employer. She works at a daycare. Um, She's a preschool teacher. And I believe one of your employees takes his child to that daycare. And so you heard about it. And what was your first impression? Like, so what was the information that you got that said, well, maybe I should give that a shot? I was talked into going to the first class. And I was against your will. Yes, I was actually extremely <laughs> skeptical. <laughs> I did not think it was going to work at all. I thought, man, why would I even sign up for this? This is not, you know, for me, this just seems, actually seemed like too easy. It really seemed like one of those things that was just too good to be true. That's such a great, okay, so so when you, did you feel that way before the orientation, that meeting where you learned the program, or did you feel that way after or both? You know, I was skeptical going into the orientation, and then after the orientation, I really felt like, oh, this just seems like it could be way too easy. Like, this would never work because it's so easy, and it's just too good to be true. I mean, there's got to be more to it than this. I mean. (laughs) I know. It's kind of weird. A lot of people have this experience because, you know, when you go through the orientation, which takes 90 minutes, and you remember, it's kind of a fun meeting, but when you go through that, Like, we don't ask you to buy a bunch of things. There's no big upsell on anything. Uh, The program is, like, super expensive or super inexpensive. Right, right. We're not making you eat any, like, magic foods or drink any shakes. And so you're just sitting there in the meeting going, that seems a little too simple. I mean, that's kind of how you felt, right? Yep, yep, a little too simple for and and a lot inexpensive. A lot inexpensive for (laughs) Well, that's good. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Um, so then, uh, so then, you, so then you you get started. And the do you recall like your experience in the first couple of days? 
yes, I do. You know, I was pretty motivated to give it a good shot. I remember being, oh, I remember being maybe a little hungry or trying to break those habits of of just munching on snacks. Um, you know, I gave up some things right away, like Reese's peanut butter cups, just to, you know, stay within my goals and what I should eat calorie-wise. Chocolate milk, I gave that up right away, too, because those were just a lot of extra things. And then I remember at the first weigh-in, I was just extremely, extremely excited, which just motivated me more. Now, what did you – do you remember what you lost the first weigh-in? I think it might have been not quite five pounds, maybe four Somewhere, somewhere, it was a good, it, it was a good amount of weight that I lost the first, the first, at the first weigh-in. Very good, good. So now, when you had said, this is an interesting thing that you just said. You said I gave up peanut butter cups and I gave up uh, chocolate milk. Anybody that's listening to this, that wondering, that's wondering if this program would be good for you, I want you to hear what I say to Marshall right now. Did I tell you to give those things up? No. Absolutely you did not. not. In fact, the rules of the program are very specific. You can eat the foods that you want every day. In fact, you can, and you know how to do this now, you could eat peanut butter cups and chocolate milk every single day on this program, and you could have lost the same weight, couldn't you? Yes. The reason that yep. I'm asking that question is, is because that's what happens when people start the program. We give you some structure and say, look, this is how you lose the weight. But you can eat what you want. Here's how you make that work. And now you make your choices. And what happens is you look at your own life and go, you know what? Like, maybe I don't need to eat peanut butter cups all the time. And you start making better decisions because you want to instead of being because you've been forced to. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. very much. What, so. are some, what are some of the other choices that you have made, you know, over the time that you've lost all your weight and maintained it? What are some of those other choices that have – you know, just been better that you didn't have to make, but you made them anyhow. I started with some small things. You know, I really wanted to make sure that I had proper nutrition. Wanted to make sure that got all the fiber in, all the water, and then, you know, pretty much saved my calories for things that I really enjoyed. So some of the other little things were like coffee creamer. Um, I think it might be 10 calories per teaspoon or something like that, but I didn't put in coffee creamer for a very long time just to save my calories and to maintain that. I came up with some very, very good recipes. It was hard for me to get fiber in, so I started eating a lot of apples, fiber bars that I found that were really, really good that my body could handle. Came up with some new recipes that had a little bit more fiber in them, vegetables, you know, black beans, things like that. So I not only gave up some foods, but I also found a lot of foods that I really enjoyed and eat to this day. And some of that probably happens because of the fiber requirement where you're, you're learning to eat fiber. You start to find out, hey, if I eat this, it doesn't have a lot of calories, but it has lots of fiber. That's an easy way to get that. And your decisions just keep getting better and better, even though you're making them on your own. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Good. So tell me, okay, so now that – now we're recording this right about – it's just a few days before Christmas, and there are people all over the country right now that are doing great and do every year. But around Christmas, there's always a, a few more people struggling than normally are. 
if you were going to give some advice to somebody that's struggling and you know they sometimes you get that feeling when you're dieting like man I'll never get to the end of this and it's so much work and it's so many days that I have to do well to actually get the goal if you were going to give them some specific advice about what it feels like to be at goal and and not worry about this every day and have your clothes fit I mean what would you what would you tell that person Boy, there's a lot of things running through my brain right now. You know, I would say this time of year, I would tell them, really look the other way when you're in situations and at parties to where there are a lot of foods that you know aren't good for you. Keep all of those foods out of your house if it's a temptation. You will be so proud of yourself for maintaining some willpower because I tell you what, that is some of the best feelings is to walk into any clothing store pick up a size pant that you wear after goal, and it just fits all the time. There is nothing that feels better. So turning away from the little chocolate cake with the cherry on the top, even the little bite-sized pieces, especially if you don't know what's in it and you don't know the calorie count, just walk away. Go eat some fruit. You can, you can have more food later. You're going to be le- you're gonna yeah. be eating the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait. When you walk into the clothing clothing store, like you said, people don't understand this until you really experience it. When you get to goal weight and you can just walk in and you just grab it off the rack and it always fits the way that it's supposed to, or you can go order something online that you see that likes and you look at your size and you re, you get it and it just always fits. It's the, it's the best feeling, isn't it? It is. It is one of the best feelings. It's It's also a good feeling to wear a size slim, which I could never fit into anything slim cut and it just always looks great it's just it's just wonderful cheap clothes expensive clothes everything just fits beautifully that's awesome so in main or when you're losing for anybody that would be listening to this when you're losing the program is very strict there are very specific guidelines you have to follow you did a great job with that marshall but when you get to maintain maintain is totally different isn't it like you have lots of flexibility yeah yeah it's totally it's totally different when I go out to eat, I can really eat whatever I want, as much as I want. Now, the next day, I might be right back on the rules, but, you know, I can enjoy foods again. Maybe once a week, I might have some Reese's peanut butter cups. I just balance it off on the other days, and I make sure to get my exercise in. And some of the rules of fiber every day, water every day, and you really can start enjoying some of your favorite foods again. When you went through the several months of maintain, did you see right away that not only that that, that made sense, but it was going to show you how to get control that way? Yes. It took me a couple weeks to adjust. So when I hit maintain, I was actually a little afraid. That sounds like a bad word, but it's really not. I was a little afraid to just kind of be loose and free and to make some of those choices. So I think for a couple of weeks, I actually, I had a hard time getting, you know, some of my protein in. I was pretty much still on the diet, and I think I actually dropped maybe four pounds below my goal weight after that, and then slowly throughout maintain, you know, kind of worked myself back up to where I wanted to be because I was almost just a little bit too thin. So <laughs> it was a little bit of an adjustment. You but know, you learn it over the months, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you do. Everybody's always scared when they start maintaining. When you said afraid, that's exactly how everybody feels because they go from having, you know, it being very strict rules to, okay, now 
I want you to start living like a normal person. Go ahead and blow it sometimes, and here's how you recover or prepare in advance when you want to do that. But then as the time goes by and as you go through the steps to maintain, you get it. And so right. – Oh, very good. Well, you've done a great job, and we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to add? You know, no, other than, you know, I thank you very much. You know, I have feel just extremely good. I feel good about myself. I feel much better about my physical capabilities at my age, and it's just it's just a wonderful program. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, you know, you've earned this, and you deserve it. And anybody that is listening to this, if you want to see Mark Marshall's before and after picture, you can go to our Facebook page. You'll find it at our website at maintainforlife.com, and you'll see his uh, Facebook or his picture posted on December 10th, 2018. Marshall, thanks a lot. All righty. Thank you.